0: and welcome to the mostly star wars podcast i'm your host crazy q crazy quinton joined by our co-hosts this afternoon uh mostly darth tyler how's it going thanks for sticking with with us (laughs) our other co-hosts mostly martinez martinez mostly josiah hello again we are here talking on everything solo seeing if uh if it's really as bad as some people think, or if we should give it a second chance. Um, thanks for joining us. We're a little bit, a little bit behind with our difficulties, but we are ready to go now. <laughs> uh, we're going to start off asking Josiah, Josiah, since uh, you've, you've seen this movie, I'd say probably the least of any of us, and you were really diving back into it after a, a long hiatus. What were your thoughts on the movie?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it was, it was definitely cool to jump back in and watch it again. Um, I know I watched it a few times in the theater and then maybe one time, uh, you know, at home. But yeah, ever since then, it's been a long time since I actually sat down, watched it all the way through. So, yeah, I was actually really surprised. Uh, I had a good time rewatching it. And uh, for everybody who was in the chat uh, before, uh, I already kind of told this story. But uh, for the interest of the podcast, I'm going to tell it again. And also because I know that Tyler and Quinton would probably make fun of me if I didn't say it anyways. But basically what happened is uh, I told on myself, I went to Redbox to get the kids, my son and my daughter, a movie, the new bad guys cartoon. And right when I was about to rent it, it said, hey, do you want to rent it for $2 or do you want to buy it for five? And so I'm a sucker for that type of stuff. So I'm like, oh, man, makes sense. You know, just buy for five bucks. Right before I was about to check out, they said, hey, it looks like you're someone who would buy DVDs here. Would you like (laughs) to buy a DVD for $2? So I was like, buy a DVD for $2? Like, you know, definitely. So anyways, the very first movie that comes up was what, you know, whether it's Fate or not, but it was Solo. And I was like, Solo for $2? It's probably just the DVD. But nope, it was the Blu-ray. So I was like, Blu-ray Solo for $2? And it's one of the only two movies at the time that I didn't have. I don't have, I didn't have solo and I didn't have rogue one. So I was like, all right, I got to get this in disc form. And uh, then I told on myself to Tyler and Quentin who were shocked and disbelief. And (laughs) they were disappointed in me that I didn't already own it on disc. Um, but anyways, yeah. So, th- <laughs> so that's the story how I got it. Um, I've got to watch it actually a couple times now. I watched it uh, with my wife, and then I watched it uh, uh, with my son again. And man, it's it's such a fun movie. And yeah, I'm I'm super hyped to talk about it today.
2: Go ahead, Q. I thought you had something. No,
0: no, uh, oh. you were you were starting okay. calm down. So, well,
2: I just I. You don't necessarily look at the show the same way you maybe would, um, oops, my bad. Uh, the same way you would look at a normal star Wars movie, but you it's more like a fun ride. It's, it's entertaining. It's fun. And you know, the only thing that I would say that I would even cho- choose differently is if this was exactly the same movie, but they were just different characters that I didn't know. Yeah. Otherwise, this is an extremely fun movie. There are some really good parts I, I really like, and uh, we can kind of get into that.
0: Um, one thing I thought was interesting is these non uh, these non trilogy movies were not supposed to have a crawl, you know, kind of differentiate a Star Wars story from from the trilogies. And this one has an opening crawl. It just doesn't crawl. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Words on a screen. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and it, and mm-hmm. it, it, it opens. Uh, it's a lawless time. Da da da. And mm-hmm. the crime syndicate competes for resources, food, medicine, and hyperfuel. <laughs> on the uh, shipbuilding planet of Corellia, that's a fun one, mm-hmm. uh, the foul lady Proxima forces runaways into a life of crime for the exchange for shelter and protection. Yeah. This one that, that kind of gets me, makes me laugh a little bit, it says, on these mean streets, a young man fights for survival, but yearns to look." <laughs> to fly among the stars it almost it it does uh it almost feels like the serials of uh flash gordon and stuff that the way that that reads to me kind of of what george had in mind for the original star wars just the it's almost it's a little goofy but also at the same time it's fun
1: Mm yeah and I think like another thing with this movie that I feel like is is interesting and you you kind of notice right away is I feel like with the other Star Wars movies there is there's like a a lot more mystery with the characters and their acting performances because a lot of times they're new actors. They're new or they don't have like, you know, track records of, you know, other movies so you kind of don't know what you're going to get with these different actors right where this one is is full of some amazing actors who you know have tons of great movies and shows under their belt and so it's kind of it's interesting to have a star wars movie where you have actors and actresses that are already stars and so you know that does it does play a little bit you know it it, like i don't know how it is for everybody else but me personally I actually love star-studded movies. Like I love when, you know, I'm I'm watching a movie and then all of a sudden, you know, someone like Brad Pitt or Matthew McConaughey or something just come out out of nowhere and you're just like, "What the heck? They're in this movie?" You know, and I feel like I I really like this about this movie. And once again, going back to my story, it's it's been a long time, you know, since I've watched this movie and not to say I like forgot all the actors and actresses, but I feel like They've even these actors and actresses have done so much since this movie that now I kind of even think of them, you know, in those different roles and different movies and shows they've done since. And so it is kind of cool to like go back and, you know, see their performances and in the Star Wars universe. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: especially. um, uh, First one comes to my mind is Woody Harrelson. Yeah, (laughs) Mm -hmm. he's great in this movie. I love it.
0: and mm-hmm. uh, even Paul Bettany, he's a he's a huge actor. I'm mean, Vision. Oh yeah, huge, huge actor. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he plays a very serious role in this movie.
1: Yeah, and then, I love uh, it.
0: Like Rebelica mentioned, how she loved she loved the new Lando, and I yeah. feel like this movie kind of gave me um, it gave me the feeling of it's okay to recast beloved old characters for young as younger roles, as mm-hmm. long as you do it right, and they can do it because, like Donald Glover playing Lando was amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. he, he, and it's not like, it's not like, it's just, uh, he's a really good actor. He's, he's a really good actor, but he has a passion for Star Wars too. Mm-hmm. He's a passion for Star Wars. He has a passion for, for that character. That was a favorite character of his growing up. Yeah. So, so he brought that love and passion to the role and he, and just blew it out of the park. It was, it mm-hmm. was amazing. He did really good as as portraying a younger Lando. And it's hard to pick up because you have to, when you're recast as a beloved character, you have to act as that actor acting as that character. Yes. I think and that becomes why, more difficult. That's mm-hmm.
2: why Alden Ehrenreich got the somewhat bad rap that he did was because he was forced to not just play Han Solo, but trying to play Harrison Ford playing Han Solo. and so he's trying to do because i mean even even when uh in the when they're at castle and they're about to board they he does the exact same stance yeah the (laughs) bend over
0: back back his way up shooting yeah and Mm -hmm. so they're
2: they're trying to copy that a little too much and i think i think that those comparisons is what makes it difficult for when people see yeah uh, see the two Mm -hmm. characters i don't think I think they didn't really do a lot of that with Lando. Lando felt like a younger kind of version of Lando. More. I, feel yeah. like, I
0: feel like they gave Don Glover a little more freedom and Alden was like, you mm. have to be Harrison Ford. And now that's not an easy task because <laughs> Harrison Ford is one of the greatest actors of all time. You know, he's not mm-hmm. just Han Solo. I think he's his not movies just Indiana have, Jones. Yeah. He's tons of well, well successful movies. I think so, Harrison
2: Ford ranks... Fourth, his movies rank fourth all time as an actor. Yeah. So movies he's been in gross. for gross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Which like is... that's that's huge.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's, it's hard to to be responsible to
1: to be, live up to yeah. that standard. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing too to remember is, you know, Lando was a lot of you know young kids hero too, but there is a lot of mystery kind of behind him. You don't really know his story. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you don't get a, a ton of character development in like the original uh, trilogy or even the sequel trilogy. He kind of comes back and you know, you get a little bit more, you get to kind of see like where he ended up, things like that. But like I feel like it was a lot easier to tell his backstory because no one knew it. Whereas like with Han, you feel like you knew it a little bit better because he had so much screen time and you get to know him so well in the original trilogy that you then are almost like trying not to step on your toes or step on the canon of, man, did he Mm -hmm. ever say anything about this? Did he say his likes about this or dislikes about this? Did he ever say his opinion on this? Whatever it might have been. It's like there's so much dialogue that you had to be like, okay, we have to match all this up. Whereas Lando didn't necessarily have so much of that. So I feel like they really could, you know, tell his story a lot better. And I I really love that because just like the, the prequels, what they did for the original trilogy, I feel like, you know, personally, this movie did like wonders for Lando, you know, after watching this movie and now it's like you understand lando a lot better his his whole character arc and where he ends up going after this makes so much more sense it it, you feel it like at an emotional level more because you see where he's been and you know even the decisions he makes in this already starts pointing and leading leaning towards you know this this guy is at the very edge of doing the right thing he's at the edge of being the hero he has it in him he just Mm -hmm. has chose not to Mm -hmm. (laughs) if I would almost say Lando's
2: entire attitude this whole movie he's charming but annoyed (laughs) he's annoyed the entire movie Mm -hmm. (laughs) kind of funny like what are you doing to my ship Uh, there's one part near the end which I'll get to later that I just I thought was one of the funniest things but uh Near the end, after the the ship is destroyed, and and they're at uh, Savrine. <laughs> he, uh Han puts his arm over him, and Lando goes, "I hate you," <laughs> and Han just goes, "I know."
1: <laughs> yeah, I love that <laughs> the reversal of that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that means that. So it, it just like it means I love you too. It also means I hate you too. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Well, that's not the only time they flipped in this in this movie, too. They also... Yeah. Uh, right? Was they, The TIE fighters are about to attack them after they've escaped Kessel. Han says, I've got a really good feeling about this.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead of the bad feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, they did thought... that.
2: Uh, they flipped it right. a couple times.
0: I was just going to bring up that I feel like they did a really good job with set design and costumes in this movie. Oh, Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the the Falcon when it's new and clean inside, all white. It just yeah. looks it looks incredible. And all of mm-hmm. all of Lando's get up, his outfit and his cape. His capes. His, his room full the of capes. capes. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm.
2: I like yeah. Kira's like, it might be a bit too many. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or when she's trying to put
0: yeah. the fire out with one, and he's like, That's a custom piece. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all worried about his cape. Mm-hmm. Uh, the yeah, the Lando
2: is so great in this movie, yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, I I haven't looked at any news lately, but I know they announced a Lando show. Uh, does Oops. do you guys even know anything uh, too much about that? They had announced.
0: Uh, oh, but I want to, I want a Donald Glover action show narrated by Billy Dee Williams. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. kind of that mix of both worlds. Yeah. Because I think they both have just done amazing things with that character. Yeah,
2: I would agree. I would really like to see both of them in the show. I think, and in fact, that's the rumors that I've heard, but I'm not finding any information on it. I don't see anywhere where it says...
1: "Mm -hmm." Well, they kind of like hinted at it on The Rise of Skywalker, right? That seemed, yeah. Like yeah. they they hinted at like a spin-off with him.
2: Well, he also has a story where he lost his daughter, which we assume she was abducted by the First Order in Rise of Skywalker. And that's kind of what the new book Shadow of the Sh- uh Sa- Shadow of the Sith is is mm-hmm. going into is him chasing that. Okay. Yeah, uh, Kalani says she only knew Donald Glover from Community. Yeah, that's where I first, uh, was introduced to him as well. Uh, I love that show. It was a good, uh, fun show. Fun fact made by the Russo brothers before they, you know, went on to do some, uh, really big movies like mm-hmm. Infinity War and Endgame. <laughs> yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, and, uh, Granite T rock says, yeah, we didn't, we haven't discussed this yet, but yeah. And, or we got that new trailer today. That was pretty good. It looks amazing, but that there was a delay until the 21st of mm-hmm. September, which I was reading an article that said that was probably due to the fact that there won't be as much overlap with the MCU she Hulk. So they won't be mm-hmm. releasing as many overlapping, which is kind of interesting because I knew because the Bad Batch is supposed to come out only a week later now. So I wouldn't be surprised if that gets moved about another month out, at least because they, oh, they were already going to overlap.
1: <laughs> Never tell me the odds.
2: <laughs> they were already going to overlap. Yeah. And so... We'll see if that gets delayed. I mean, I wouldn't mind it being about a month delayed because it was going to run into January. And if it runs into February, rumors are as February sometime is when we're going to get Mandalorian season three. So
0: So we could have like six months of Star Wars. (laughs) Yeah. New content every week.
2: You know, it's funny is I would have normally wanted to be like, I want to binge. I want to binge. I want everything now, now, now. But there's something special about that feeling waking up and going. There's new Star Wars today.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Every like you, when you get to see a new movie, I'd always go see it opening night and you get that excitement. Like I'm going to see new Star Wars, and that, you almost get it's like a mini version of that feeling when there's a new episode.
3: <laughs>
1: hmm. Hmm. Yeah, and I think the other thing is also you know the... <laughs> what's that said. The... The said, especially when you have expectation. Okay. okay,
2: sorry, sorry to interrupt, Josiah, but Seth said, uh, especially when you have a podcast where you get to talk about it every week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hundred percent, Yeah, it's always that, fun to talk about new makes stuff. it fun. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say, I think the other, the flip side of, you know, the excitement of new Star Wars coming out is also, you know, the excitement for you know those six days as well. You know, leading up to the new episode, it's like, see, you know, so it's not just even that same day, but you have, you know, multiple weeks. All week, you're thinking about what you just saw and all those implications and, and the theories. You can come up with, yeah, all your theories of what possibly could happen on the next episode. I, yeah, it's just, it's so great to have, you know, it. You know, it is nice to binge, and I also like when they do like a mix like this. You know, this one obviously is not necessarily planned, but you know the. Having three episodes to binge gives you, like, a little bit of that, you know, you're definitely into the story by three episodes. So, you're going to be 100% invested after that first night and, you know, super excited for the rest. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, about, uh, the three <laughs> Uh, Go ahead, just like
2: says says yeah i love the theories and picking the previous episode apart just to have it completely invalidated by the next episode
0: <laughs> uh, that happens mm-hmm. that happens so many times in solo like oh whoa, whoa, what if this could happen and then it's completely opposite direction
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: yeah but it's all it's all fun i do think mm-hmm. the the three episode premiere is kind of it's kind of like getting a movie to start a series Mm-hmm. you know if you think about it it's definitely going to yeah. be movie length three possibly even you know if they're if they're close to an hour that could be you know that's a pretty long movie almost three hours long two and a half hours Hmm. i yeah.
2: would be surprised I, I hope they're an hour long but i would be surprised if they are just for the fact that we already know there's 12 episodes in in the season that's the long there uh, other than i think like you mentioned the bad batch Uh, any of a new Disney Plus show any, especially live action, that would be the longest one, longer than Falcon and the Winter Soldier longer than any any MCU project so Mm -hmm. it would be interesting even at a half an hour, it still might be one of the longest ones yeah but, alright, so we got a little off topic there uh, <laughs> I, I was right as I'm gonna move along. Then uh, chat pops up, you know.
3: Mm-hmm. So,
2: uh, Rebecca says uh, maybe forty minutes. Uh, yeah, they're they're more especially. She says that they're more uh, variable. I yeah. find that more true with Disney Plus than anyone else. Yeah, you know, you watch other shows most all of stranger things episodes were well there this season in particular this was variable. Crazy, but... this season is crazy <laughs> but before that like they were all about an hour every episode mm-hmm. same with like shows like the expanse and stuff those were all about an hour but disney plus like whether it's mcu or not they are very uh you know, one episode could be twenty eight minutes, and one episode's fifty eight minutes. You never know.
3: Hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, Seth says the budget looks so high. Yeah, it really does. It looks quality,
0: and I like. I feel like the the volume has kind of made that feeling though. Like you get. I mean, I don't know how much of the volume they've used, but I feel like, I you like get the... what looks high quality, high budget. If <laughs> they're not spending that much.
2: What I liked about this trailer is, you kind of you get the gritty feeling, but I think the Mm -hmm. gritty feeling is almost more in the contrast of, like like uh, Cassian says, them them, look at them, they're fat and and happy and whatever and proud of themselves, and they're in their nice clothing in pristine, uh, whatever it whatever it is, or it's a senate or. Or mm-hmm. anything everything's cool nice and clean yeah. and white the Senate <laughs> I am the senate <laughs> but but then you have you have the the dirt and the mud and mm. the trees of uh of the people, the real people that they're supposed to be serving but are really enslaving mm. basically. Yeah. And so you that's where you get the the gritty contrast. I I like that mean, and I look forward to you mean like seeing how it's installing plays a out.
0: regime loyal to the empire and, and defeating the hostiles.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes. I loved that line. Okay. So so we had our little Andor uh, special. So let's kinda get it. Yeah, back. we got excited because it's it I, but... I know I know I kinda wanted to do <laughs> this at the start, but I forgot to mention it to you guys, so it's all good. But uh, like you just said, uh, in Solo, he joins the war, and he's fighting, and he literally doesn't even know what they're fighting for. Yes. And, and so, r- repeat the line you just
0: said, Q. We're installing a regime loyal to the Empire and defeating the hostiles.
2: <laughs> and and Han goes, what hostiles? Were the hostiles. It's their planet. Mm-hmm. And I was just like... But it's- That that is one of the few lines that I think is deeply Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, it's it's one that would fit in with the rest of all the movies, not necessarily just the fun ride that is Solo, but would makes you think, gives you that
0: more morality view. Because I I like that the the Empire is not a big a big part of this story. It's actually quite a small part of the Solo story, but they Mm -hmm. there are these moments that that show you that the empire is, is while well, this is all going on, the empire is still out doing bad things, you know, yeah. the empire is not good. They're, they're killing the leaders of this planet so they can install their own leaders loyal to the empire.
3: hmm
1: and <laughs> go ahead. No, I was just laughing. Seth said there are heroes on both sides.
2: Uh, i think oh that's our revenge revenge of the sith talk i think Mm -hmm. uh i'm not we're not uh okay so rebelica says joining the military was his ticket out of his situation i don't think poorly for him for joining in the first place no that's i don't think that was the point we were making it was more his understanding that they shouldn't necessarily be participating in the events that they're doing.
0: Yeah. More more so yeah, than I, I wasn't getting at that he was bad for, for joining the Empire and he and he joined the Academy because he wanted to fly. Mm-hmm. He wanted yeah. to fly and then figure out a way to save save Kira. Yeah.
1: Yeah, hundred His... percent And I yeah. I think the other thing um since she Rebelica brought that up, is I think a lot of people were doing that. At that time, so I think, obviously, the Empire, knowing that it was, it was backed by, you know, Palpatine, the evil Sith Lord, the Emperor, um, I, what they were doing in their main mission, obviously, was all bad, but I feel like a lot of the people, especially like in the lower ranks, didn't necessarily know what was going on, and by the time that maybe they did, it was too light, and Rebelica said she likes the Thrawn books, too. It just reminds me of like Eli, you know, like he's mm-hmm. he's just like he's a good guy, you know, that, that joined yeah. up and didn't necessarily know, you know, he's thrown into all of these situations. And even, you know, as, as deep as he was into a lot of the, the missions, I still don't know if he necessarily fully understood how, you know how bad they were what the the full objectives were you know and so i think Mm -hmm. there's probably a lot of people like that that you know they we saw that too in the movie i was going to bring that up because they had the little commercial right in the Mm -hmm. the little the the area or whatever the uh, landing zone or whatever you want to call it um but yeah they had the trailer that was like join the empire you know help Help out and do good and I can't remember it mm-hmm. all said but you know that whole propaganda that you know for these people that maybe grew up in poverty or poor or yeah just wanted to leave their you know leave their bad um, their living situation or to travel or you know to do something bigger than themselves I feel like that would have been very enticing yeah so, just
0: like uh, like Seth I was just okay. going to bring this up and then he, he mentioned it in chat I just like Tala and, yeah. and Obi-Wan when she, she joined, she thought, you know, she could join and and you know, join the empire, serve the people, right? And yeah. then she she learned that they were using that to do bad things, and she decided to, to take action on her own and to, to make better of it. Mm-hmm. And it kind of reminds me of um in the aftermath books, you get uh, Admiral Sloan. Yeah. She she joins the Empire because when she she's young, she gets attacked by by these gangsters, by these thugs, and Imperial stormtroopers save her life, mm-hmm. you know, from from just random thugs. And so she goes, oh well, you know, these are good people out here doing good things. I want I want to do that too, mm-hmm. and. So not everyone who, who joins up to the Empire is like, oh, this is bad. Yes, we get to, we get to install regimes <laughs> loyal to the Empire. You know, they're, they're out there thinking that they, they could possibly, you know, be protecting people and, and serving the people. And then, and then the, the Empire uses them in in ways that, that they might not necessarily think they want to be used or know that they're going to be used. Mm-hmm.
2: I think we talked about this once before, but the fact of, like, why aren't there clones stormtroopers and it just makes more sense for the entire empire to have just regular citizens being stormtroopers because what happens when everyone in the galaxy has a relative that's a stormtrooper or an officer or someone who works for the empire you just it's like an it's an installed loyalty
3: Mm -hmm. whether
2: whether you know it's bad or not
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Just, like, uh, is, is no different than, say, Aiden Versio from Battlefront, the Battlefront 2 video game. Mhm. <clears throat> That's a real good story, if you haven't played it. It's it's a fun one. It's interesting. I'd love to see her in more stuff.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: But, yeah, so it was a really cool moment. The only moment I don't like about when he was signed up is them giving him a name (laughs) (laughs) i felt like that just his name's han solo that's why can't that just be his name it is
1: (laughs) 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 yeah yeah no yeah uh, yeah i mean it was a little bit like right on the nose i guess you could say but it, it i think it it gives to the whole show like with the comedy of it you know, like, I feel like it was, it was a fun, kind of funny thing, you know, a nod that, you know, oh, this is how it all started or whatever. Um, yeah, it was, it was kind of interesting. And I, I think that it also, you know, it moves along with the whole story arc. What, you know, he ends up getting told not to trust anyone. And we know that he fails in that multiple times, not even in this movie, but in his in the future, too. <laughs> even trusting Lando again so
2: yeah and it's just so after that we get uh he tries to get Beckett to take him along Mm
3: -hmm. and
2: I think we should start like a counter of how many times uh John Favreau is gonna voice a character in Star Wars Mm -hmm. (laughs) get a tally of how many times because uh, he was great as Rio, and I liked the character. I was sad when he, when he died. Same with same with Val. I liked Val.
3: Yeah,
2: and I, I think she has she has an awesome final line. It is it is one of the the coolest. I think almost in all Star Wars, really, especially as a final line. Uh... <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I was reading. Uh, Seth said. Oh Tyler, we're among like ten people in total that played Battlefront 2. <laughs> yeah,
0: I played I played that whole story and the DLC you know after the campaign story.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was a good one. Um <laughs> so yeah, okay, so he basically tries to blackmail Becky and them to take him along and he, he just has him thrown in the Chewbacca pit. <laughs> Chewbacca pit. <laughs> I don't oh, know what man. you call it. I uh, mm-hmm. feel bad for Chewie. They're like, I haven't fed him. We haven't fed him for three days. And you know, mm-hmm. as we talked about uh, last week, you know, Chewie, Han says, Chewie always thinking with your stomach.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, you know, just he just anybody that gets thrown in there.
2: He had to be hungry. Mm-hmm. And I like, I like when he's thrown in there and he's almost buried in the mud and he, he does the Wook, and he's like, yeah, I speak a little, you dumb wookie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was I good. Like, yeah. I, I like that introduction and it was at first, you know, when I first saw it, maybe I didn't like it as much, but after watching the movie a few times, I'm like, yeah, okay. I like it. It's good. And it's interesting, mm-hmm. that they team up, and it's it's almost uh, Chewy as we find out later, is 190 years old. Mm-hmm. He's smarter than probably most people give him credit for. Because yeah. you can see him in this movie recognizing moments where Han is someone to follow, to mm-hmm. help, to... To be your mm-hmm. buddy, you can trust him. Yeah, and and there there are moments in this movie where you can literally see him looking at that. And yeah. I think when they get out of there and they pick him up, I think it's one of the funniest scenes when uh, they're trying. Uh, Han's trying to shower to get the mud off, and Chewie's <laughs> r- steps in right next to him, uh-huh. <laughs> and he's like, "You couldn't wait or something." I can't remember yeah, exactly well, I mean, what he said. I mean...
0: Think about it—all that hair on Chewie, and he's been stuck in that mud. How long? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Han should have waited for Chewie to go first.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The mess—the mess mess of that shower would be after. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then we we also get to see in the pit Chewbacca rip arms off, and like we and we had heard about that, you know, before, and so getting to see him do that, you know, also, you know, he does it later in Kessel
2: too, and it's the line is so funny. He does, mm-hmm. it, yeah. he does it in Kessel. He rips the arms off the guard. And Han goes, really? That's the uniform that would have fit me. Yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> shredded it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. telling you, you will never have a deeper sleep than curled up in a Wookiee's lap.
1: Oh, I love that part, too. <laughs> that was awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, Rio is great. He's got like, some great one-liners. I, I love it.
2: Mm. <laughs> I like... so when they're, they're telling their story and Val goes, Oh, it's a girl. That's why he wants to go back to Corellia. Cause no one wants to go back to Corellia mm-hmm. and, and real's like, Ooh, tell us about the girl. Is she nice? Does she have sharp teeth? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just laugh every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, does she have sharp teeth? <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, we learned something new about his species. uh Mm -hmm. but so the one thing and we kind of move along to the train heist this is another fun one uh the only thing like the one of the reasons why i said earlier that maybe if this movie was about uh was exactly the same but with two new characters that we never met it would mm-hmm. it would be a little more thrilling be at least first time viewing obviously because like when chewie's hanging off the train I'm not really sitting here all anxious whether chewie's gonna make it as that rock approaches or not mm-hmm and so uh, that that's like one of the only things but other than that you get this train heist and it's just it's interesting to see a train in star wars and how they're they're trying to uh rob the train full of highly explosive <laughs> hyperfuel, yeah. basically uh, is it is it coaxium is that yeah, what they're, they're after mm-hmm. yeah
3: mm-hmm.
2: and and then uh, we get our introduction to Emphis Nest.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: hmm uh-huh.
2: I, I think you'll get a kick out of this, Josiah. The first time I saw them in the, uh, it was like a magazine poster when, before, before the movie was coming out, and they just showed, like, all of the Emphis Nest. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it was a little bit like, man, those are really cool Destiny skins.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Because they look
2: a little like some of the helmets you get in Destiny Two, the video game. But Mm -hmm. watching it more and more, I just I love them. They're awesome looking. They're menacing, and Mm -hmm. just the way uh, she comes in and kicks their butts. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Hey, big shout out uh, to two big in the chat. Too. thanks for thanks for joining bro uh
2: yeah yeah rebelica if you haven't watched this one, it's worth a rewatch i uh i i almost would say uh josiah, you tell them whether it's worth a rewatch because you hadn't seen it in a while mm-hmm. whereas i I've watched it a good number of times. <clears throat> The yeah. biggest reason why I, I would say so. I've watched it a number of times is because I had the 4K Blu-ray with Adobe Atmos, and it was the only one I had with Adobe Atmos, and I had recently upgraded my system, so I've watched it a number of times just to hear the sounds.
0: <laughs> I've, yeah, I've watched sure. this one a lot. Cause I think it's probably my wife's favorite. She loves this movie. She watches it all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I love the the story that we get this side story of emphasis and it's kind of it's kind of cool now too because uh so the actress is in uh falcon winter soldier right Mm -hmm. yep yeah she's a she's that same actress and so i i i thought it was kind of interesting you know and like now going back i definitely didn't remember that from watching it before so and obviously that show never had came out by then but now kind of drawing the comparisons of what she was trying to do with Empress nest and what she was doing. It's you know. not
2: a lot different.
1: <laughs> it, yeah, it isn't, you know, so it was, it was actually really good. Mm-hmm. You know, she played, she played that character very well, super believable. Um, yeah. Kind of like one of those, you know, uh, Robin hood, almost esque, you know, kind of stories. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, the, the whole story of that was super good. And, it was it was really good in a story of you know so much evil, so much conniving cheating scamming, backstabbing to then have that in there too right it was it was kind of interesting that you know people that aren't necessarily the main character ended up you know being you know the semi heroes of the movie, which was really cool to see
2: and she's she's uh Aaron Kelly. Kellyman, she's also going to be in the new Willow series as well. Oh, okay. So, they're, yeah, they're gonna. So, it'll be interesting to get more of her. I thought, yeah, like you said, she played this role so well and would mm-hmm. like to get to see more Empress Nest. Uh, I, I feel like we would have had, you know, Solo 2 happened.
3: Mm hmm. I think that was
2: kind of the plan was we would have gotten more that she was probably, and her band was probably a tease.
1: Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. For sure. Hey, another big shout out to my good friend, Sean Capri, in the chat. Thank you for joining, my friend.
2: So, and Seth says that he got to meet uh, Aaron at Celebration. That's pretty cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, of course, It's really would. nice in real life. Man, <laughs> we course. need to go to a, a celebration. Would be so cool to go to. Oh man, that's we gotta, gotta be do on it. our list. Mm-hmm.
2: I know, and ne- next 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 one's gonna be. It's a little harder because it's gonna be in London. Oh,
0: that's that.
1: That's, <laughs> that's fine. That's <laughs> fine. That's fine. Okay, <laughs> let's go. Uh, oh man. No, but. yeah, yeah. So the train sequence, yeah, that was that was really good. And you kind of brought it up. And I I know this movie does get a lot of hate uh, in that aspect of, and I, I think the prequels as well were similar. People are like, oh, it's you know, I'm not nervous or I'm not scared or I'm not you know thinking is it possible that some of these characters could die because we know that they're alive for for later episodes. And yeah, so I mean, even the Kenobi series, for that matter, you're, like, you know, we we, yeah. we could think of the the big controversy over, you know, the Grand Inquisitor. Everyone's like, "What? She can't do that. He he can't he can't be dead. He's he's alive later. Yeah. He's in this. It's gonna, you know." And we uh, like Seth said earlier too, you know, just wait a couple episodes. We'll 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 find out what the truth is. You know, we can have all our theories, but just let the show play out. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, this one definitely had that. Um, I agree. I wasn't necessarily, you know, like I obviously no one, everyone knows that Han and Chewie survive, Lando survives type situation. So I wasn't afraid of that. But like I've said a million times, whenever I go into a movie, I try to 100% be into it. And I still, I still even even thinking and knowing that no one's going to die i still feel like there was that adrenaline in in that train sequence wondering if someone's going to get injured or are they going to be able to successfully you know you know do the heist which obviously mm-hmm. they they were not able to and there was casualties so i mean even though we knew some of the characters were going to survive i think there is still like that adrenaline and you know kind of like fear of what's going to happen and that fear obviously paid off to be true when it was a complete failure
2: (laughs) so like um it's uh, uh force center the force center podcast one of the ones that i listen to they they have a motto of engage with the story that's being told Mm-hmm. and basically what they mean by that is you know you kind of have to let go of your own ideas for what you think the story is and and let those parts go and just engage with what you're watching what the what the story is not what you hoped for like i had mm-hmm. that i had that for i think it was episode 4 of the Kenobi show. Cause I didn't, I wanted them to like go towards the path and see some of that stuff instead of just, you know, the, uh, Fortress Inquisitorious. I'm like, I know what that looks like. I played Jedi fallen order, you know? So uh, I, and I had to deal with that. And so it's kind of the same way. You just need to, uh, yeah, just focus on the story that's being told and that's kind of mm-hmm. what we had here. And, uh, so kind of, kind of like we, you've been saying, but this, the train ride was, was cool and it's fun. And <clears throat> one of the best, most like heartbreaking parts, it was Val. And like, she knows that Beckett's a, not a great dude and everything, but she's loyal to him. She loves him. And. She, she sacrifices her life, but her last line is, it's been a ride, babe. <laughs> I just, I just love the way she, she delivered this. that. It's been a ride, mm-hmm. babe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I and sure. uh, just, one of my favorite, favorite lines. Yeah.
1: I think that is always the, that's the tough thing is, you know, when, especially being passionate. And big Star Wars fans is when your expectations because you you know so much about like the Star Wars universe and you've consumed so much Star Wars material you kind of almost know what's gonna happen you know and so when that expectation doesn't happen I feel like sometimes we're our own worst enemies and I think that's why when you hear you know Poe say somehow Palpatine has returned you're like what like after everything that's what we get you know i, I feel like let's know, not like, talk about it,
2: it <laughs> we're not to that podcast yet okay. but
1: yeah it, it is true we'll like, get even there. like even like you know going back to solo i i feel like there was there was so much hype and so much anticipation of what was going to happen and some of that when it didn't pay off i feel like a lot of times you know, us as fans, you know, end up, you know, being disappointed. And it was all something that we created in our head that should have happened versus like what you're saying is completely being enthralled with the movie and the story and just letting letting it happen all around you. And I, I feel like that's really what happened the first few times I watched it. And so kind of going back to that is, yeah, if you haven't ever watched this movie for some reason, or if you've watched it a long time ago and maybe it wasn't your favorite, I definitely think give it a second chance, watch it again, you know, watch it, you know, in hundred percent trying to be in the story, just let mm-hmm. the story happen, you know, don't think about what could have been. And I guarantee you you're going to love it for the story. You're going to love it for the characters, the interaction, and you're gonna you're gonna start seeing this movie like I see it now. It's it's an amazing piece of backstory to these characters. And mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about it later at the end. But then like one of the greatest things like happens at the end of the movie that just every time, no no matter who you are, if you're a Star Wars fan and you see this little clip at the end, you get hype. So
2: So uh I kinda as you were saying you know, because this movie does the one thing that people have been thinking about with regards to Han Solo's backstory for since nineteen seventy seven the Kessel mm-hmm. Run and that's a long time to be putting together what you think that looks like in your head or or some of the material some of the e u books you know they don't they don't match up. And so you kind of can get that disappointment, yeah. And that's why, like we've, like you just said, you know, you kind of let go of that expectation and just engage with where we're going on this ride. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And that's that's the best way I I I like to view this movie in particular. Is it's a ride. It feels it feels like a summer ride like you went to the theme park and and you're just you're just getting on the roller coaster
0: Mm-hmm. yeah yeah like uh her mentioned that uh, she had read all the original solo story published when she was younger and the depart departure from the uh, extended universe disappointed her so she had no real expectations anymore and i mean i i totally understand how you know you've you've read those stories and it's been a part of your, your Star Wars experience for many years. Mm-hmm. And uh unfortunately I don't I don't have a whole lot of experience with the extended universe, the old um legend stuff. And so I wasn't I was I didn't have that going into this movie. But all all I could think of is you know those stories still exist. They were still good stories. It might yeah. not necessarily be be canon to this day but it's still something that you enjoyed. And mm-hmm. I feel like you could you can kind of look at this the same way like it, it's still an enjoyable story. Yeah,
2: I would say that for for me it's the same as like the Bane books. Those are really <laughs> yeah. good books.
1: They're I not, was just they're gonna not, say that.
2: Yeah, they're they're not canon, mm-hmm. but you also have your head canon and those stories and kind of. I honestly don't, I don't want them to uh, basically remake a book and make it a movie, because one, a lot of the details are missing when you do that. And mm-hmm. two, all the spoilers for the story are already there. Everyone knows them. So you don't learn anything new. And mm-hmm. so, so you, I, I like those stories. I think they're fun. And, and I like to revisit them, but I don't necessarily think that I necessarily want new content to just be taking old content and putting it on film because I feel like, I feel like it's, you don't you don't it's get a double-edged the double-edged
0: sword. Yeah, mm-hmm. because, yeah, you're right. Because it's what everybody wants, but if you don't do it perfectly, and they're disappointed anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I said, a, a lot of details get left out when you you try to take a giant book and put it into an hour or two hour movie you know you're gonna leave a lot of detail out
1: yeah for sure yeah and and I I I think like I agree to some extent like you know that people are never gonna be happy and me being like a book person especially Star Wars fans yeah especially (laughs) Star Wars fans but and then also like book fans like I'm a big book person I love books And I, my imagination can run wild with books. And I think that is sometimes the difficulty is when you take a book and try to put it on screen, everybody already has, you know, their imagination of what the book looks like. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it doesn't match up, but at the same time, oh my goodness, if they did a Darth Bane trilogy of movies oh man I would freak out that would be the craziest thing see I don't even care how they do it I would be so excited
2: I agree I completely agree and my thought there would be that when you want to do something like that you base it loosely on the book yeah yeah you you take you take main ideas not not necessarily specific how fights happened or, or stuff. You just, basically, you take the main idea and not, and, and so you loosely base it. And that also allows for some freedoms when, when making the show. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. you can do some, you can do some creative things where you don't, if you're like stuck to, this is the book, you must do it. Then... <laughs> <laughs>
0: Then it, it just I don't think it comes out as well. Mm-hmm. I feel like they've done a pretty good job of branding books into what's legends and what's not, right? Like like it's clearly it's it's legends if it's a legends book. And mm-hmm. I was I watched a video, I don't remember who it was by, but they were talking about how you could they could do that with Disney Plus shows if they wanted to. That they could mm-hmm. you could clearly have like this is Star Wars
1: Legends category. They already do. They already do. It's called Visions. visions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Yeah. But,
0: I mean, and they could take that and they could run with it and do yeah. a, other, you know, previous EU stuff. But I feel like there's there, there's so much to make now as it is that there's, you know, how many people can be making a new Star Wars show all the time, right? We can't be having Oh, man. I mean, there's there's so, enough stories out there you could have five new shows a week and never run out of new content. If, if people have the ability to make that much, you know, there's that much story to be told in this universe.
1: Yeah. 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 And that would be overwhelming for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think the other thing and kind of going back to this movie is I think one of the reasons after rewatching it, why I love this movie is because you get introduced to characters. And you care about these characters that you've never even heard of before. And I feel like, you know, that is something interesting. That is something new. You know, it's the, in a lot of the story arc is reliant upon and based upon these characters that you never knew. And once again, it's just, you know, for any Star Wars fan, like you love hearing more than just the Skywalkers we love the Skywalker family and, you know, every, all the implications of what, you know, was, was based on their decisions, but the star Wars universe is so massive. And so to be able to get these little pockets of, you know, people and situations and stories, um, even like love stories and stuff for this matter, like all happening in, in like a smaller scale than the big scale that we're used to seeing in the, in the trilogy movies.
2: And it kind of shows uh, even stuff like this. It it shows uh, Han, yes, is a huge character and has a huge input on how things turn out against the Empire eventually. Mm -hmm. But at this point, he's more or less just a normal person trying to go about their. I mean, I guess, you know, normal people don't do the Kessel run in 12 parsecs, but. (laughs) <laughs> but but you can still see you can and you can see the uh, implications that the empire is doing and how how people are treated at yeah. the beginning of the movie there when they're trying to get through the gate, stormtroopers are just beating the crap out of people, mm-hmm. and especially especially once they realize that Han got through or someone got through and they're looking for them, then they just start tearing yeah. everyone apart, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so. You, you see the little, little bits or, or like when he's on at the war where he doesn't even know why he's fighting to, in, mm-hmm. to install a regime loyal to the empire. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you, you get those little glimpses, same with like rogue one, kind of how we've talked about of how life is for a regular citizen. And that's, and it's kind of like, uh, some of the stuff that was shown in the bad batch as well. And in Rebels. And, and so uh, that it's, it's just more glimpses of to see why the original trilogy needed to happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I say it's, it's not a problem if you don't look up, as long as you're not one <laughs> of the people getting beat for no reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. As long as you're not one of those, it's not a problem.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: And so, and this is just like, you can do this too. And I kind of like how this movie, it feels like a ride. And yet, and when it comes down to it, at the end of the movie, you're like, okay, well, you can take this moral and this moral and you can look at it almost no different than any other Star Wars film. Maybe a, Mm -hmm. a, a film about growing up and Han does his, he's growing up and he does the right thing. He has to learn to Mm -hmm. make the right choices. And so it's not unlike other Star Wars movies. And I know, uh, as Seth had mentioned it a little bit further back, but how good this movie turned out, even though, uh, the development process going through multiple directors, Mm
3: -hmm. I think,
2: I think it was kind of funny that it ended up being directed by Ron Howard, who Mm -hmm. Actually, I didn't know this. I knew that Ron Howard was a friend of George Lucas's. I didn't know this until I watched, I think, the first or second episode of Light and Magic. But he met him because he was in American Graffiti, Ron Howard was. That's how he Mm -hmm. met George Lucas, and that's where he got the hot-rodding stuff and and all the the smuggling stuff, and it's just kind of interesting that he ends up direct because he even george had asked him to i think do do the prequels when they all told him no it's your vision do it but he ends up directing a movie because he had worked with uh george and directing some movies in the past uh i think he ron howard was the director of the original willow the movie and so he had worked with george and stuff so it's kind of interesting how he became here and now you'll have Bryce Dallas Howard doing so, Mm -hmm. so many good things. Oh yeah. It's just kind of, that's almost like, that's the new Star Wars family. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I love that. I love that. It's like a, it's like a family legacy with them, you know, like he was, like you were saying, he was involved with George Lucas long before this movie. And so, you know, Bryce grew up really around Star Wars you know so it's it's really cool man. and and i'm i love what she's doing and i hope that she can continue to work on projects and hopefully uh, be able to direct her own movie one day i'd love that yeah um, and
2: uh oh sorry go ahead you
1: i was here Seth wars it's one of the most expensive movies ever made it caught
0: the budget of this film was at the same as rise of skywalker tied for the seventh highest most expensive budget movie ever <laughs> I wonder if a lot that of that had to do with rewrites,
2: rewrites and re- it's reshoots.
0: extended times, yeah. Mm-hmm. He said that it sucks because of all that. It seems like Disney Disney's trying to distance themselves from it. I think I think Disney in the early ages of Star Wars underreacted and overreacted to everything that that happened. Yeah. So I think they're they definitely overreacted to how this um how this film did And I feel like this film suffered a lot because of stuff like that, but also because it came on the backs of um, The Last Jedi, which was, I yeah, mean, it came
2: out like five months it, later.
0: Pe- mm-hmm. A lot of the big Star Wars fans weren't happy with that movie. And this movie came out right after. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, when, when when the people who who love the franchise don't like something the casuals and go oh well if they don't like it it must not be that great mm-hmm. and i feel like this movie suffered because of it but i kind of feel like it's gotten it's kind of it's kind of like the the prequels is kind of having its renaissance so people are you know they're not hating on it as much anymore it's it's, it's there's a it's huge as bad as everybody there's everybody a huge thought.
2: trending movement of make solo 2 hashtag make solo 2 happen there was that yeah huge movement that there's, happened there's a lot of it
0: a lot of lead up at the end of this movie that I feel like there's a good story oh, that could man. be, could be told in a, in a second one, or even if it was, even if they just did it in a TV show. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. that's kind of what Disney was like, okay, TV shows are safer. I would be okay with, with a, a, a solo TV show with these, with, you know, with these characters with, yeah. with uh, obviously Han and Kira and,
1: mm-hmm. um, and Maul, Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly exactly that Uh, yeah man that would just blow it out of the water if we if it was like you know even if we had a whole season right and we just knew ball was gonna come and then like even if it was the last season for you know a few minutes i feel like it'd be you know oh man i think it would be a hit to be able to see him and he has like Mm -hmm. his you know robotic legs and everything like oh man that'd be awesome
2: yeah, it definitely feels like he was there for that. He mm-hmm. was
0: the he was hey, yeah his his tease.
2: This is a tease for episode two.
0: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like Vader's or not Vader. Sorry, Maul's inclusion in this movie was a complete setup for for a sequel.
3: Yeah, Hundred
0: percent. Right? Because he didn't have to be there. This movie mm-hmm. would not be changed at all if he wasn't there. If it was any other character who she was mm-hmm. taking orders from, it, 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 this movie would have finished the same. And yeah. you
2: could have just made it Jabba the Hutt. I mean, who cares? You could have made it anything. <laughs> yeah. You know,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, if you
2: made it Jabba, people would be like, okay, cool. They're mm-hmm. not like, oh, Mole. But, and that's, I think, that the reason that, that Darth Maul teased is there especially because if you think about some of the casuals who haven't watched the clone wars it was oh man it was a tease of like mm. hey ask your star wars friends why is darth mole at the end of this movie and mm-hmm. uh I, yeah i he, didn't, he that that is exactly the point i'm kind of <laughs> talking about seth he comes in and ignites mm. his saber for no reason and yeah, that's it's, it, oh, no man. I think it's 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 to tell everyone that yes, this isn't just a sabrack with red markings, that this is in fact Darth Maul. Uh-huh. To to maybe people who don't know that he didn't survive, people who haven't watched Clone Wars. This was yep. a very No, this is Darth Maul. <laughs> so yep.
1: There is no doubt this, he is who he is. And then the, like always we've talked about lighting and, you know um, you know, it's, it's so big in star Wars movies. And so to light the saber and then have like the red reflecting off of everything in the room, including his legs, that was so amazing. And going back to, you know, what everybody's talking about of there being a sequel, I think that's always like. That's where the edge of the sword is a lot of times is you want to make something, whether it's a show or a movie, that's a complete story, right? That everybody loves and can feel content if that's all that there ever is. But you still have to be able to, if there's more like another season or a sequel be able to make people excited about it. But I, I feel what they did in this movie was they guaranteed us there is going to be a second movie and that it hasn't happened. I feel like that was the fail like mm-hmm. they they left the story incomplete. They left so many stories incomplete that still isn't that still isn't explored or finished in any other canon Star Wars movie or show.
2: They set so, they yeah. set up set up multiple stuff. Emphis Nest, mm-hmm. Kira yeah. and Maul. Even, even Han and Chewie going to Tatooine to find this gangster.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, one, one and, and, and whatever is, Lando's and... doing. <laughs> yeah. Whatever Lando's uh, doing. Well, the going lightsaber. Up to, sitting in the clouds. <laughs> enough, the lightsaber that, that Darth Mole has, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's clearly it's not the lightsaber he has in season seven of the Clone Wars. It is the lightsaber he has in Rebels. Mm-hmm. It's different. The hilt is different. So it's got, the, it's got that little, that little hook thing off like of his, it. Like, his, like, like his a his hook. cane. Yeah. Mm
3: hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> what? Okay. Uh, it says, says Dryden Voss was originally supposed to be a Lassat. And hmm. the. Okay. I mean, he said and that would have been so cool. I don't know what that one was, too. It's probably just something we said. But. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I love lasots. Those are cool. Uh, mm-hmm. I also like. Uh, Dryden Voss has a lot of collectibles. Mm-hmm. One of the most easily seen one is an Easter egg to everyone's least favorite Indiana Jones movie There's the giant crystal skull. It's easily seen now. It doesn't look quite the same, but it's like clearly. Mm-hmm. Supposed to be a crystal skull from Indiana Jones That's and funny. the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. But he's also <laughs> got Mandalorian armor. He he's got a lot of nice, cool looking Easter egg stuffs in his in his yacht.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh and it does have that kind of gangster, you know, Jabba Palace kind of feel to it, you know, with the the music and the dancing, the food and drinks and mm-hmm. alien, alien singers. You know, you don't know what they're saying, but mm-hmm. yeah, the, the ca- that, the kind of, that, that, that kind of gangster vibe. But it, but it it looks less classy
2: gangsters.
0: Yeah. And, and <laughs> what well, looks less, um, less hot, you know, less sluggish. Everything's cleaner. Everything's a little nicer.
2: Uh is this never gonna stop with his <laughs> Dex dexter
3: stuff.
0: Not, not until we get some more some more content. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. You know if you want if you want more dex stuff, he's in that um uh, that uh brotherhood book.
3: You know, yeah, he's uh recommend that.
0: It's a good book and, and your your favorite characters there, Seth. That might be one for you to check out.
2: <laughs> uh uh, you distracted me. Now I lost where I was going to say next. Oh, uh, so one thing is interesting is L3. She's pretty funny. Her character's funny. I, I think one of her funniest lines was she's cutting open the, the gate, and she's like, I can't perform when you're looking at me. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I can feel you looking at me. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I just... Her her attitude is hilarious and everything, and the fact mm-hmm. that it broadens back because now that she's in the Falcon, mm-hmm. it just it's from I think from the line uh, in Empire when C three p is trying to talk to the Falcon, and he's like such an interesting dialect or something. I, I mm-hmm. can't remember exactly what he's saying, but <laughs> it's like now you know why.
0: Mm-hmm. I like I
2: like how they come up
0: with why what- why the Falcon has an attitude
2: yeah like they, they just they answered like, that question <laughs> i don't think everyone anyone even asked that but they found a sentence to make a re uh, an explanation for from a sentence in empire mm-hmm.
1: yeah Mm-hmm. yeah that's, that's <laughs> it i kind of forgot for a second the l3 and lando have a weird romance lol yeah totally 100 percent. i i I briefly kind of remembered their their interactions, but like rewatching this, especially with my wife, because yeah, my wife was just like, What the heck's happening here? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it was, yeah, it it's kind of funny, like I will say that it works. Like like watching <laughs> like watching it again, it did like it borderlined a little weird, <laughs> like I will admit, like on L3's side, you know. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Uh, The mystery Uh, there. mm -hmm.
1: Uh We'll never know how it worked, but...
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't really think I need to know.
2: (laughs) Uh, We're family friendly here, remember? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, But, so, then she plots it, and I love when when they're trying to escape the Maw and, or just, they're, they're escaping the TIE fighters and everything, and mm-hmm. he, Han goes, we need to switch the deflector shields to the rear, mm-hmm. and Kira's just like, yeah, we really do, and she's just like, just does nothing, she's just confused. <laughs> like, like, yep,
0: that, that needs to happen. And <laughs> and no instead of saying,
2: instead of saying, get out of my seat, do anything, Han just, or, or Chewie just stands up and does it. Yeah, <laughs> and reaches and around her. Yeah. and that's why mm-hmm. he's like how do you know how to fly <laughs> and he's like i'm 190 years old <laughs> you look great <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and then yeah. i just like how she just automatically like nope you belong in this chair mm-hmm, and, yep. and then you get the music yeah the, the classic the classic millennium falcon music and it's just It's great. That's, that's a fun time. And and this is kind of one of those things where, again, we had talked about how Chewie realizes that Han is someone worth sticking around for. Mm -hmm. It's kind of just like back on Kessel. We know that Chewie plans on doing his share or spending his share to look for his family or tribe. They, they don't know which, but it's, it's irrelevant because it's the same. And he sees Wookiees there being tortured by the pike on Kessel. And Han's like, Alright, see ya buddy. I Hope I see you again sometime.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I love I love the fact like when he comes back to help, uh he's got another I don't remember what the new Wookiee's name was, but uh Chewy Chewy 1 straight is smashing pikes head first into the ground like going full wookie and and so (laughs) han's like and don't forget that guy yeah but but he says to the other wookie hi i'm uh i'm Chewie's friend han and the other wookie goes and just pats him on the head and he's like okay (laughs) (laughs) and so you can obviously well you can see well no more i'm Chewie's pet han (laughs) <laughs> more like the Wookiees understand that, uh, Klein and I were discussing this, but it's more like, you, you've heard the, uh, the term, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Mm-hmm. Well, it almost more seems like in the Wookiee culture, to me, the, uh, friend of my friend is my friend. Mm-hmm. And therefore... If Chewie says you're a good guy, then then that's all I need, and I'll help you as well. Mm-hmm. And that and that's what it seemed like at that moment.
1: Yeah, I love like, uh, like you were saying when Chewie basically takes over, right, in the ship. Kind of jumping back to that, I feel like the whole movie, I'm flash forwarding, right. I'm thinking. Of the future, right? All the things Chewie does. And there's kind of like, you know, you can draw comparisons, right? But I feel like at that moment was kind of when I was thinking the other way. I was actually thinking of Chewie before in like the prequels. And thinking of him with Yoda, right, Mm -hmm. at the end. And like the friendship that he obviously already was able to get with Yoda before they leave it was clear that that wasn't the first time Yoda ever met him, right?
3: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, and, and then kind of just showing, like you were saying, like, you know, he's 190 years old. He's He has tons of life experience, you know, and, you know, he's already had tons of crazy stuff happen in his life, even before getting put into slavery, you know? And so, like, it, I really liked that moment because it was kind of like the one of the, the moments where Chewie was able to like kind of shine and you know like yeah like you guys were saying it was just it was an epic moment to kind of be like okay this is you know this is the chewy like this is the warrior you know this is the you know the wise wookiee you know that we saw in the prequels you know kind of you know coming back into his own feeling comfortable with han you know trusting in him and stuff like that and yeah i feel like that was kind of like that that part of the movie for me where i was like oh i love i love what they did With that character there.
2: I think it really helps show Chewie is more than just Han Solo's sidekick.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
2: that's that's why you can see moments of, throughout the movie, of Chewie kind of, you almost, there are a couple shots I feel like you see, and and they focus on Chewie where he's basically seeing what Han is and going okay this is someone you can trust and 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 yeah can be your buddy well, yeah
0: like like when Chewbacca needs to go rescue the other Wookiees Han gives them the only weapon that they have he's like, I, he's like I'll go I'll go on my own to try to do this you need to help those people you know take every advantage you can get right mm-hmm. like he he that could have ruined the whole mission right there and mm-hmm. and Chewbacca knew that he he let that happen I mean, not even going to stop the Wookiee from doing what the Wookiee wants to do, but yeah. <laughs> but not, not only did he not try to stop him, he, he helped him in it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So and going back to the to the pat on the head thing, I was when you were talking about, that, I was thinking about that. I feel like Wookiees kind of know that the majority of people don't understand them, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, Han can speak a little at this point, and it obviously, probably learns a lot more as the years go on, being with Chewbacca the whole time, but. Mm-hmm. With that pat on the head is like i hear i'm hey i'm I'm here to help you you know we're, we're getting along even though most people wouldn't be able to understand me saying that so why bother you know trying to tell you that
2: yeah it's it's almost like a sign language kind of thing of yeah you like okay we're buddies yeah <laughs> like huh? yeah. you're chewy's friend okay we're buddies <laughs> <laughs> yeah um uh, mm-hmm. so Seth mentions the irony that is L three's fate is to become basically the Falcon's navigation.
0: Be forced to do it for the rest of her existence, and Which...
2: basically uh, all the things <laughs> she she was rebelling against. And I, I thought it was funny because like that's why she's so <laughs> she's nasty. Like, When she <laughs> so there's a point where uh lando is like recording his uh, a chronicles or something <laughs> and he's like of course mm-hmm. lando would be would be trying to make his own autobiography or whatever <laughs> and mm-hmm. but then he's like guys you're not going to believe what you're seeing what i'm seeing and 3 he was like is it a mass breakout <laughs> and he's like that droid <laughs> And yeah. then, and then later, she's like, "Lando, I started a revolution." <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "I'm so mm-hmm. happy we took this job."
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> the yeah, I love taking off yeah. the restraining bolts.
3: Yeah,
0: like she's like, like,
2: "I, I don't know, do something, it. free your, free your friends." Yeah. yeah, she didn't even realize
1: what she
0: did. <laughs> she started the whole rebellion there. Mm-hmm. That's that's an interesting line. I didn't I didn't really think about that, but. When she says, I'm I'm so glad we took this job. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's it's it's this more more of the universe showing that these that these droids are more than just robots, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, she expressed joy over having taken a job because she got to do something she wanted to do, which is save droids.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I don't even think it was just about droids because, of her life.
2: because those droids also Un- unlocked all the restraints on all the slaves there. The droids, yeah. and that's another to your point. Knowing that they're they're more than just ro- mindless robots, that yeah. they they, they were under
0: control, and so on. Yeah. These other people that they can help at that point.
2: Yeah,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and so yeah, that was an interesting uh, point in that they both get they they both understand. There, the droids understand. That also, those people are enslaved as well, and they need to be free as well. Mm -hmm. Not just, not just the other droids around. I just, I like the one droid is just on the desk, just slamming on all, just stomping on all the controls. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) That's
1: my favorite part too.
2: (laughs) He's just laughing. He's like, break everything. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh. So, one thing, I can't, I couldn't quite tell, uh, Quentin, you might know, in Battlefront 2, what is the, is it like a, it's a detonator, it's a therm, is it like a thermal, it's not a thermal detonator, but what is the, like, the big one that you can get?
0: A thermal imploder?
2: Yeah, it almost looks like a thermal imploder that Kira throws. throws. I can't, I I couldn't quite tell, but it, it looks quite similar. But it I, looks similar,
0: I, but the, I mean, the explosion and sound is different, but I mean, yes. the device does look similar.
2: But I thought it was funny because she throws those grenades, they go off, they get like a moment of fresh a moment to like breathe for a second during the battle. And Kira's like, what are you guys doing? Let's go. Quit standing <laughs> around.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so just, she's a little bit more of a professional
1: one. Well,
2: she's yeah. the boss. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs>
1: Yeah, just we like, never even talked. To, we never even talked about that. But at the very beginning, the thermal detonator. There was a rock. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> that was you made a awesome. clicking sound with your mouth? <laughs> He's like, no, that, That's a rock." Did you just made a clicking sound with your mouth? <laughs> oh, God, that was awesome.
2: I, I did enjoy that part. It's it's funny, and sometimes I don't. Not always all the humor hits for me on Star Wars, but I like that one. That one was funny. And I think a lot Mm. of the humor in this movie hits, hits in the right spot.
1: Yeah. I also like when they're, they're running away, uh, like in, in that, that speeder and they like go, you know, partially vertical to get through the, the buildings and get stuck like right at the end. (laughs) That was pretty awesome too. Both of their faces in the moment.
2: And then at the end there, when they're getting out escaping, she's like, um, that didn't work, remember? He's like, this time it's gonna Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: hey, remember what we did or remember? He's like she's like, Yeah, it didn't work.
2: <laughs> I like well when he does the uh one thing okay, this is this are really cool effects that I thought is when he does that slide on the asteroid mm-hmm. where one it was mostly uh, done again to fix a plot hole. Because in A New Hope and Empire, the Millennium Falcon was shown with both with three or five uh, landing gear, mm. and so that was basically done because you see one of them break off, basically saying that yeah, I can land with less or not, and and just one was probably him just choosing not to have it fixed, <laughs> <laughs> and. But I love the effects of it happening because what you see is he's kicking up all the rocks in the space that that break the glass of the uh, tie fighter, and mm-hmm. you can see it once it's broken. It, every the whole entire ship basically freezes.
3: Yeah, yeah, and
2: and it's instantly frozen because it's broken and then it hits that, uh, just the part of the asteroid that's sticking up and it instead of like explodes, it just shatters like glass. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was, that was a pretty cool effect to, Mm -hmm. to show. And it was a, it was a cool scene, but I like when Hans describing this, he's like this buddy I knew back on Corellia was the best speeder was the best pilot. Until he died, doing what we're about to do right now.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I feel better now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, that was a cool scene. Uh,
2: the whole the whole movie is just it, it is. It's got that excitement, that sense of adventure, and and it's just mm-hmm. moments like that. <clears throat> and we talked about. Chewie being able to trust Han. Well, right at that moment, Han goes to change something, and he, right, as they're taking back off again, he says, "Chewie, it's all yours." As they're taking mm-hmm. back off the asteroid, he gives Chewie full control of the of the ship.
0: I yeah. kind of feel like that's that's a moment where it's probably a maneuver that requires extreme strength. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he realizes that it's it's something that Chewbacca can handle.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, then we get to Severine. And it's an interesting planet. I don't know. All you see is, like, basically a desert-y beach-like, and then, like, an ocean. You Mm. don't really see a whole lot to it. But this is
0: where you get the easter eggs and the cameos that is the the biker gang in his nest
2: yeah wicked wicked
0: yeah that's that's great i was i'm always glad to to see him you know i've seen i've stuff. read
2: it's... that he's the same character that he is in the phantom menace that his yeah. character is the same as you see in the cameo sitting at the pod race in yeah, on Phantom Men- in Phantom Menace. That's
0: funny. I haven't I didn't mm-hmm. really thought of that. But I, I like getting scenes like this where you get actors like that who have played you know really pivotal roles in Star Wars but, but you never get to see their face, right? Like they're they're extremely important characters but it's uh, but it's it's behind a mask, right? But, but to get mm-hmm. to see them do something else where, you know, they could be seen and recognized by fans is is always nice. Yeah. And then you get um, Benthic uh, or Two Tubes, which is the character from Rogue One. He's there as well. That's uh, uh, it's the same character. It's not just a similar alien. It's the same character. The guy who um, takes Bodhi Rook out of Jeddah to see saw um, is number Saul two guerrera. yeah yep he's there in this This very early on rebellion so mm-hmm. i mean he's been in that fight for a long time too mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm i'm hoping we see more of him in uh in the andor series i think mm-hmm. we will because is isn't, isn't i think, Forrest I think could see see a lot of... didn't we see
2: saw guerrera in the training? yeah, yeah. i was train?
0: in there yep you saw Guerrero in the in the trailer, and I mm-hmm. didn't know that for sure. But they they showed that in this latest trailer, which was awesome. And yeah. we might get we might get the Emphy's Nest answers in that show. We might get some yeah. of that,
1: which yeah, I would that, be all for. Yeah, that could be like some of the beginnings, you know, like of yeah of it for sure. I and think it's supposed to be about being... the
2: same time frame too as, as yeah, this movie so,
1: even. So I feel because like because it, definitely... it's supposed to be way
2: before Rogue One.
0: Obviously, he somehow becomes Sagrera's lieutenant. So there's definitely mm-hmm. a story there, and I feel like the unanswered questions we have for them could be could somewhat be answered in in, uh, in the Aliandor series, which is awesome. And I'm totally for that. Like we've kind of discussed,
2: like I would be absolutely fine if you continued this story in, let's say, a Disney Plus show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh or, yeah. Or even if they did, like, a Disney Plus movie, instead of, of instead of yeah instead of like, six episodes like they did with the Obi-Wan, you could just release a two-and-a-half-hour movie that just yeah. comes on Disney Plus. I think the reason why they like to do the Disney Plus shows is, be, and I think the reason they choose smaller characters, is because you have... You kind of want to stretch out these stories to make them a little longer, mm-hmm. And because if you have a continuation, it keeps those sub counts because I think Disney is probably the best one of this. Like how many people got Netflix to watch season four, Stranger Things, and then once it was out, canceled, there's subs again. Whereas...
1: Yeah, so many people but, did that.
2: But Disney Plus also has the two biggest franchises in the world. I mean, Mm. they have the MCU and Star Wars. And so when you can pump those almost constantly having a new episode of one of those two franchises every week, it keeps people Mm -hmm. keeping their subscription because, hey, uh, we just got Miss Marvel and Obi-Wan and we're only a couple weeks now from She-Hulk. Oh guess what? Next month if you if you want to keep your subscription, guess what? There's a new Star Wars show.
0: Mm-hmm. And then right after that, there's a new Star Wars show. And then and right, right after that there's Wars a new show.
2: MCU show and and just so on and so forth. And and you just I don't feel any any other studios quite have the franchises to do that, or at least multiple. I know Paramount's trying to do that somewhat with their Star Trek. Stuff, but it's just that's that's how yeah, like, Disney does it. I mean uh Netflix like Netflix has Stranger Things, but they don't yeah. have a Stranger Things universe. Although I think they're gonna try that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well like Rebelica said the uh she said the Skywalker saga is supposed to be over. There's a whole galaxy of characters to explore. And that's exactly what I think this movie is. Right? Yeah. This movie got- is there is no there is no Skywalker in this movie, and uh, we don't even see Vader, right? You don't see any glimpse of that.
2: You barely and see I the think, Empire.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. this is just a this is this is a Star Wars story, and it just happens to be around Han Solo. But I I think there's so many other things going yeah. on in this movie that, that that could be could be portrayed in shows and or movies that mm-hmm. go on on these characters that have nothing to do with the Skywalkers.
1: Yeah. And I feel like it's it's still like a safe move to have some have someone that someone at least like knows a little bit. You know, this one was obviously huge because it's Han, you know, and it's huge because it's Chewbacca. But I think if they did like they were originally going to do like, you know, they they came out and said that they wanted to like have a standalone movie in between these trilogies. Right and if the trilogies would have done better i imagine they would have done another trilogy and continued to have these standalones you know and i think if if they were able to do that if they're able to have a character maybe not as iconic as han you know for you know fear of a little backlash but even just like characters that we somewhat know about but then all new cast the rest i think that'd be great you know because you're still getting that feel of you know, like that you understand a little bit or, you know, have some sort of knowledge, maybe even that the characters don't, but you do because you know the story a little bit better. But then you, you have that fear like, oh, is this character going to die? Because they can, you know, there there's nothing saying that they can't die, the main and character think, or the side characters.
2: I think that's kind of what Andor is because we I mean, we got introduced to him in Rogue One, but I mean that's just a little bit of his character. And so he and he is a new character that other than Rogue One, we don't know anything about. Other than his yeah. actions and his implied actions you you have to think, think like, sacrifices. Like what what made him become the man that would shoot his friend just so he wouldn't be caught by the Empire. And mm-hmm. yeah, but other the than that, the you, you kind of like all you get is what well, uh, basically, it's a new character, and and you only have to go off for a one, so it's not like you have six Skywalker films, and oh no, they're gonna mess Luke Skywalker story up, and so yeah, you can kind of. Mm-hmm. That's why you kind of have these new characters. We when, when you have these new characters, you're going along with them on their journey, and so you don't mm-hmm. necessarily have this expectation yeah kind of what we talked about Mm -hmm. it's our job to like minimize it to be and engage with the story but when you when you have a new character that you don't have any expectations for it's a lot easier to do
1: yeah for sure Mm mm-hmm yeah, Rebelica, she also said, just talking about the Disney Plus, she said, we have young children, I signed up for Disney Plus day one. I watch it far more than Netflix or any other streaming service. And I, I feel like we've already talked about this on this show. But, you know, I, I've 100% like, a, well, for one, I have every streaming service there is so that, there's yeah, there's yeah, that we do basically <laughs> too. There, there's that but on the side i totally agree with you like we watch disney plus far more if you look at like hours watch between my wife and i and then you and then if you add my kids like oh yeah it's like it's not even close we watch disney plus far more than like, it's Netflix, also like the cheapest Blue, paramount you know peacock everything that you can imagine like we have it for certain reasons you know like we do watch shows on those other ones but it's yeah I, I find myself going to disney plus not only for the show and everything there but also like you know there's so many show kids shows so if you have kids it's like it's a no-brainer like what they got going and what they're continuing to pump out you know, for Star Wars fans, MCU fans, and then just Disney fans in general, like, man, they're they're killing I, it.
2: I would agree because Disney Plus, I wouldn't say necessarily is my most watched, but it's definitely my most consistently watched. Uh, I can go a week or two, maybe even three sometimes of not watching anything on Netflix, <laughs> but... You know, with all the content that's rolling out weekly on Disney Plus, I'm on Disney Plus at least once a week. Basically, mm-hmm. anytime there's new new stuff coming out, and there's practically constantly new stuff coming out, whether it's MCU or Star Wars, I I keep up with all the MCU stuff. I don't necessarily deep dive into it like we do with Star Wars, but I do enjoy maybe the someday. MCU. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed <laughs> to it, but <laughs> and, and i'll even endorse the miss marvel show i felt like there was a lot of stuff that felt like like its tone it's it's a coming of age story it felt like a lot it took a lot of influences from star wars i felt like and mm-hmm. in fact it might to me might have been the closest of any of the shows any of the mcu shows to feel the most
1: like star wars to me mm-hmm. mostly marvel <laughs> mostly marvel <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah no yeah and i yeah I, I think uh you know where disney's headed like i'm i'm excited to to see where they go you know they they've continually progressed and like you we are kind of talking about it a, a little bit of you know like where we could uh end up going i think could yeah mentioned it she said the skywalker saga It's supposed to be over, like we had said, but there's a whole galaxy of other characters. The first thing I thought when I read that comment, I was thinking of Grogu growing up more. You know, like, can you imagine? I mean, we've seen him come out of his pod. We've seen his first little steps. We've seen his hops. We've seen him hop around, right? (laughs) And like, we are like proud parents seeing him just jump around and stuff like that. Like, can you imagine when he speaks? Oh Mm -hmm. man, his first words that we get to see—like, oh man, I just, I can't wait. I just want
2: to hear his first backward sentence.
1: Yes, and then like everybody wants it to be like I just, I don't know. It's gonna be everyone talking. Give me, you know. Yeah. Give me. Oh man. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
2: That's great. But okay, so Um, just kind of—I mean,
0: you could, you could. I was just gonna say you could, you could jump six hundred years into the future. And, and yeah. see Grogu in his prime.
1: Yeah. <laughs> still be, still mm-hmm.
0: be, you know, still have 300 years of life left
1: in him. Mm-hmm.
0: Stories for a long time there.
1: Yeah. And then he uh, has like, like a... relics of, uh, Din, right? Like, yeah. You know, something <laughs> his, like his the... Mandalorian armor. Yeah. Or the little knob that he always played with as a kid. And you know <laughs> what I mean? There's like flashbacks maybe like, yeah, there yeah. could be so much with Grogu.
0: Yeah. Or and really like could. Rebelka mentioned, interesting to see, uh, Nice Republic uh, era content too. Something further back than uh, than the High Republic. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I,
2: mean, I mean, I think everyone saw the news this week. We might have to wait longer for that than maybe expected.
0: Bit longer mm-hmm. for the game. I, that broke my heart, man. That was that's the thing I'm looking forward to more than anything is is that game. So I was devastated when I when I read that news.
3: Yeah,
2: I think mm-hmm. I think most people thought it was coming out sometime next year.
0: That's what I was hoping for, but now it's looking like, I think, 24, 25. They, the article I read said indefinitely, but, you know, that doesn't really, that just means nobody knows what's going on, is what that means.
3: Yep. hmm
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, but, I kind of nah. wanted to finish off here with the end of the movie here, where Beckett tells him, "Uh, you should have been paying attention, kid. You should have been paying attention. You never listened to me. You never listened to me. Mm-hmm. And then Han shoots first. <laughs> yeah, Han shoots first and kills him. And you you could almost think like, oh, is he? Gonna, he kind of looks like the bad guy for killing him. But mm-hmm. they kind of do away with that because Beckett goes, "Good move, kid. I would have killed you." <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, good move, kid.
0: I was gonna shoot you. Basically, mm-hmm. and
2: so, and I and I love. So, so you get that and you get the conversation and he can now, uh, Beck can now go play his Valancourt.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: And, but at the end, then you, you see Han go and find Lando cause you know, he's got to get the Falcon. Mm-hmm. And I love like he, he shows up like he's all angry and mad at Lando for leaving and does the everything, reversal. and then mm-hmm. he does he does the reversal again that we talked about earlier, and then gives him a big old hug. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> and it steals he's those like, cheaters oh, buddy. Guys.
2: Yeah, and then he steals the cards, make sure he can't cheat this time. And <laughs> so, and then he wins, and he's like, "Are you looking for this card?" <laughs> <laughs> because mm-hmm. I always like that because it, it just goes back to the fact no I, I beat you fair and square
0: <laughs> yeah because yeah. cause Lando accused him of cheating yeah. he cheated mm-hmm. by, by stealing the card you were going to cheat with yeah
2: uh mm-hmm. Lando always the always the interesting character always, always got mm-hmm. something up his sleeve whether it's a card or another plan or
1: mhm or a you know, calm I'm, device talking to Vader.
0: I'm I'm sure <laughs> yep. um, it's it's out there somewhere, but I, I want to get a Sabak card game. <laughs> yeah, I want right. to play this game. That'd be cool. Um.
2: Uh. So Rebecca said, I remember seeing a shot on set where George Lucas was wearing a Han Solo or pun shot first sure you'd have to you'd have to show me that one yeah if, be i, I bet i'm willing to bet you if he was he was doing it ironically because mm-hmm. <laughs> i think everyone knows where george stands on that that debate obviously yeah. if he if he thought han shot first he wouldn't have changed it
3: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. yeah uh-huh. some like three times <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh. Well, but yeah, uh, I think the the end where we basically have kind of the final the final battle with Kira deciding what she's gonna do. And then obviously, you know, whether it's out of, you know, I've gone too far, I like this life, or you know, like realizing the power, you know, that she can yeah, get I taking think- over, or the fear too of maybe she she knows that <laughs> There's somebody with a double-sided lightsaber that will take her. I out. think.
2: I think it's kind of interesting because she's like her excuse to Han was, uh, "We're gonna need something to buy our ship with." And my first mm-hmm. thought was, "What's wrong with the one you have right here?"
1: That's what I was thinking too.
2: <laughs> What's wrong with his yacht? <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, maybe maybe don't keep it, but just sell it. You know, sell it Mm -hmm. on the black market or something. So you, so you get, get something for it. But then Han, Han and his weakness is Kira. So he goes to get Beckett and she just takes
3: off. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And once again, going back to, you know, don't trust anybody. You know, just prove proving him right, you know, like
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, like pe- people are, you know, like always oh, not what they appear to be, and you know, yeah, Han but continues I feel like, to I feel fall like for it.
0: That that Beckett's character, he is that way because that's how he feels. He feels, you know, why should people trust me if 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 I feel I can't trust anyone else? Mm-hmm. I I really like Beckett's character. I wouldn't mind some more backstory on on him. Mm-hmm. Like the part where H- they find out that the, the coaxium Val. is, the, we find out the coaxium is real on on Dryden's ship, and so he shoots the two guards. Like Beckett, what are you doing? He says, "I'm thinking. I have to be yeah. the only one holding a gun <laughs> while I'm doing it." <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Smart. that awesome. <laughs> uh,
2: then we uh, have yeah, the double-sided like him and, saber. him and Val busting jobs. That would be that would be a fun fun show.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure, and Rio. <laughs>
2: Yes, Rio.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, I well, was guys. gonna say the double-sided uh, saber dagger that we have in that that little battle too. That was pretty mm-hmm. cool.
2: Yeah, the one that she ends up killing him with. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: his his like double-sided daggers. Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And then, yeah, just finally, we've already, you know, talked about it. But what I had mentioned before is, I mean, when you, you finally get that, you're wondering who's, who's higher, who's greater. Right. And then you get the the first shot of Maul just sitting there. Mm -hmm. Oh man. I, that just, you know, once again, like we've all, you know, we've obviously all seen it so many times, but every time I see it, it just gives me goosebumps. It's so amazing to see him.
2: Well, and he and the way he ends the sentence too, Maul's like, "Kira, you and I will be will be working much closer together from now on." Mm-hmm. And yep. it's like,
1: uh, okay, obviously there's something there. Yep, I want to see what happens next. <laughs> and yeah, just like we had talked about before, I think you know the the failure so far because it hasn't hundred percent. You know, we don't hundred percent know it'll never happen, but the failure so far is they led everybody who saw this movie to believe that there's more story to be told, and then we haven't had it. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: And we, but we want it,
1: and we want it. Yeah, exactly. They made us want it, and then they never gave it to us. That's <laughs> that's the fail.
0: Well I love, I love how this movie wraps up. You know, after he wins the wins the card game it's just the two of them sitting there in the falcon starting it up you know that's going to be their home for for many number of years to come you know that's the mm-hmm. falcon is a major character in the first movie right yeah and and just them powering everything up and flying away you see the dice and then they jump to light <laughs> speed like, there's that yeah. scene and that's where it ends on like that's just a great way to wrap up you know well, they, and yeah sitting they say the they're going together. to take yeah. yeah. About, about this gangster
2: putting together a job. Yeah, it's such uh-huh. a
0: movie, but I feel like it was a good way to end of them, you know, in their Falcon. Together, mm-hmm. they both push forward with uh, uh on the console, look, jump to light speed.
1: Mm-hmm. And then the credits roll. I, mean, I think that's a great way to wrap it up. Yeah, I still don't care much for the dice, but we, we'll talk about that in some of <laughs> movies. All well, right.
2: Because they, they're not... A... Okay, yeah, I'm interested, in, I'm interested in your opinion. We'll... we'll... We'll, we'll yeah. make that our teaser <laughs> for our uh, our next episode.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, uh, I think that's the plan. With uh, next episode, we're going to be talking about the Force Awakens. Here you go, guys. We're going to be getting into the sequels. You oh, know, this yeah. is where <laughs> this is where the fun begins. <laughs> uh... Where where the trouble going to start. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, i think it'll be fun i think it'll it, be fun i think the controversy makes for a good discourse though
1: yeah for sure and i'm excited to see what all the chat thinks about these movies too here yeah. Yeah, chat. Different so takes show different for part. next week so we can we get yeah. some
0: opinions on on some sequel trilogy mm-hmm. you know whether we love it or hate it it's star wars unfortunately <laughs> so <laughs> wow don't, don't worry chat we do have a sequel lover on here we do have one sequel lover here. Mm-hmm. He likes the sequels more than any other part of Star Wars. Yeah. Hey, I, I wouldn't say that.
2: <laughs> I just, I think they're good movies. Or, I think some of them are good
3: movies. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Whoa, right. before well before we continue uh,
1: I think we should probably not continue. yeah yeah
2: we've had've uh, had a great great show today guys. Yeah. Uh, if you want to support us or, or just chat with us you can join the discord. Uh, you can uh, support us on our patreon. We actually have introduced some perks that are available now to our patreon members. So, uh, we will be doing that. Uh, also, uh, all of our links, if you want to follow us on Twitter, uh, are in the description and also, uh, Q and I both have a Twitch where we stream, uh, variety of things. Uh, I've been doing apex and some other star Wars games and even formula one. I've been getting dabbling into that. It's been fun. Uh, so if you want to check any of that out, also my YouTube channel where I just post clips of some of the stuff that we do while we're playing our games and just chilling and having fun with with the guys. Uh, Key, you want to shout yourself out?
0: Uh, yeah, I've got my uh, my Twitter, my Twitch down there. Again, we're just playing a variety of of games, anything from uh, Apex to you know RTS, and I, I will definitely be playing uh, some more Star Wars games obviously i, I love Star Wars and i love games so of course that that intertwines um yeah i've got a youtube down there as well for my gaming channel if you're like checking any of that out you know like subscribe comment um up to see rebelica said what's next week's topic so i can do my own homework uh next week's topic is uh the force awakens or getting into the sequel stuff so we'd love to hear from chat especially you know, talking about those movies you know there's a little, there is a lot of opinions around um, the sequels so definitely we'd would, would love to have you around again
2: okay and and josiah you shout yourself out don't you have uh doesn't hezekiah have a giveaway going on
1: yeah yeah for sure uh so I, I don't really got much going on you can definitely follow me on twitter um the the handles there on the screen martinez mostly if you're on audio um and yeah my son he does have a youtube channel uh he's six he's just starting it out he's wanted to do it for a long time so Uh, He's, he's just starting to make videos. He's going to do like toy unboxings, Lego builds. um, uh, But mostly uh, he wanted to do a bunch of giveaways because uh, if you don't know me, uh, I do like to enter the giveaway now and then. So he kind of grew up, you know, hearing me entering giveaways and, you know, hearing me like winning giveaways. Winning. And so he, we're yeah, winning. <laughs> mostly winning, mostly winning, mostly uh, and- <laughs> yeah. gonna change your, your Twitter handle yeah. to mostly winning. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he, uh, he definitely wanted to do that on his channel. So we're going to try to be doing monthly giveaways. Uh, we actually just, uh, closed entries this morning for last month's. Uh, giveaway which as was a controller of choice um but the video we're going to drop next will will tell what the winner is and then also uh what next month's giveaway is going to be so yeah the link is down below um in the show notes definitely give him a a follow subscribe to his channel and uh yeah i definitely appreciate it i'd also like to shout everybody out that uh, was here live with us it makes it so much more fun uh and chatting with us rebelica uh seth um Bruce let's see send it um O'Reilly thanks for joining us Kalani always thanks for joining us uh my man Sean Capri uh, my boy too big from Hawaii um let's see who else who else was in here Granite also thank you thank you Granite for joining um it's so fun to see um everybody our our regulars in the chat and uh, uh everybody new that that jumps in here and there uh definitely appreciate it makes it so much more fun for us
2: all right uh i think q what does obi-wan always say
0: may the force be with you always (laughs)
1: always